Hello and welcome to Blades Pod. It is Wednesday, the fourteenth of February. It's Valentine's Day. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this intro. To be honest, <laughs> love is in the air. Here's Andrew. My name's Ben. <laughs> How are you, mate? I thought you were going to give me an indecent proposal. Eh? I was trying to think of an excuse. <laughs> How's tricks? I'm very good, mate. How are you? I'm very good as well, thank you. Um, an away win. We did it. We did it. And we... neither of us saw it. <laughs> yeah, neither of us saw it. Um, uh, I, I'm sure you had a good excuse as well, but uh, I was dealing with a an absurd amount of uh, one-year-old vomit this weekend. <laughs> Sorry if I was eating the lunch. Um, so I didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, so if I you want... Now. I, 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 were, um, I were at gym and I thought, I'll get back for three o'clock and I'll get a stream on. But I were a little bit later than I thought I would be. And by the time I'd got back and set my computer up, we'd scored. And I thought, I'm not risking this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you know, I'm not... Because I had, like, BBC on to keep it. And what were it, 25 minutes in or something like that? Yeah, right. um, yeah, and I thought I'm not I'm not going to do it. And then we scored again, and I thought, no, I'm not I'm not I'm not doing it. So this was the win is on me. I didn't see any of the game, but I'm taking full credit for that victory. Yeah, and we also uh, realised that um, all all three of United's wins this season have come when you haven't been having a pre-match pint as well. No, no, no they may sound like an alcoholic, but um, yeah, yeah the, 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 the three times that we've won this season, I've not drank, which might not sound. That uh, big, but I think it might be the only three times this season that I've not drank. So, yeah, uh, and good luck on Sunday. I'm not drinking again before the game. So, there we go. The the survival bid is on. Um, on. So, if you want in depth analysis of this game, uh, I recommend all the other podcasts basically Uh, Tufty Club and uh, Red. uh, I haven't listed Red Office Sheffield next, though. Next four blades in, in the pub. Um, yeah. All have some uh, detailed analysis of the game. We're just going to talk generally about it because, yes, we won an away game, which we we talked after the Palace game about how we thought we probably probably wouldn't win one for the rest of the season. Yeah. Like, um, and I guess also just it speaks to the fact I just didn't see this result coming at all. No. I really, really thought Luton would just physically push us around. I thought that Villa game was probably going to have broken us quite a bit. And uh, I don't know, I just I just foresaw early goal for Luton, you know, as, as they, they start really fast this season. They've got, mm. it's, I think, was it 2-0 up against Brighton after about three They start on the end well, the, it's yeah. the middle where they, like, they don't score. Because even when we went 3-1 up on the BBC, they were saying, they went into injury time. He goes, this game's not, because I was like, oh, we've won. And he goes, this game's not over yet. Luton has scored the second most amount of goals mm. in injury time. And I'm like, oh, don't say that. You know? <laughs> yeah, so I, I just didn't see this coming at all, as anyone who listened to you know the, the back half of the last episode will know, I suppose. And yeah, I've got to say, fair play to United and, and Wilder and the, the players. It's it's an incredible response after the Villa game. I know Luton are you know, down near the bottom three. They probably will go down because Everton obviously got that. They're, they're in that slightly false position with the points deduction, but by far the promoted team are punching most above their weight this season. And uh, yeah, we we landed some big punches of our own and, and got an away win. I'm I, I, I just really impressed that United you know, managed to do that. To be honest, just just as I say, did not see it coming at all. Yeah, and and I don't think it changes anything in terms of the survival. I know obviously people, understandably, and I like it, people are going, well, you know, if we win, beat Brighton, then we've got Wolves, ooh, you get six points and you're back in it. I don't think it'll change anything, but I've said, you know, the, the biggest aim now is to, to go down. I think the realistic aim is to go down in a in a way that gets you a bit more motivated for next season. And we've said that pretty much since Wilder came in. Mm. You know, go down with a normal number of points where you can say, do you know what, a couple of tweaks here and there and we should be strong next season. 
they're a team we're probably going to be playing next season, Lou. And I hope, you know, I hope they stay up. I've got nothing against them, and it'd be great for the game if someone can come up and do something like they have with next to no money. Um, but I think they probably will go down unless there's points deductions on the on the horizon. Um, so it's probably going to be a championship game next year, and it does things like that give you a bit of hope. I thought. You know, I've looked, watched the highlights, looked at every, what everyone's saying and stuff, and it seems like we just played them at their own game mm. and, and won. And looking at the highlights and things like that is that for all the possession looting had, I think it was 71% or something, which is the most they've had by a mile this season. Mm. Um, I didn't see any massive chances that they created. The goal shouldn't have been a goal. It shouldn't have been a penalty. And... The the other two big chances they had, one were a long way out, which we just went wide, great effort, would have been a wonder goal. And one were off a corner where Wes comes out and smothers it. The rest of it, we seem to deal with really comfortably. Yeah, so oh, you've, you've hit on a lot of things there um, I wanted to get at. I'm trying to think where to start. Um, yeah, in terms of yeah, be playing these again next season, I mean... I think it's fairly safe to assume that if Luton are in the championship, there will be a good championship team because they're, you know, they're just going to play the same way. They've, you know, I imagine they'll retain a lot of their players and possibly mm. even, possibly even be stronger next season in terms of the talent of their players than, than they are this season. Um, and we, you know, we we've won away and uh, we should have beaten them at home if we're being honest. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I think if you if you take a step back, this was two even games between two fairly well-matched teams, Yeah, I think they were lucky to win at our place and they will feel lucky, uh, unlucky, sorry, that we won at theirs. Um, I will say, though, how many goals scored in these? We had five and then four, so nine goals, and I believe we were responsible for <laughs> seven of them. <laughs> yeah. Technically yeah. eight, Technically eight yeah. if you count the first one that Luton scored. Um, yeah, and I, I think even at our ground, they didn't create much. You know, yeah. the, the better side in the first half for a good half an hour. Um, and even in that spell, they didn't create loads. So I thought we have, we have. I want to say we defended well against them because we scored two own goals. But in terms of restricting <laughs> them to shots over the two games, I, I don't know what the stats. I've not got them to hand, but got to be more four or five on target that they've had in the two games. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, no, they had five apparently on Saturday, but um, mm. yeah, they can't have too many <clears throat> in the home game, as we said, because they uh, didn't need to take any shots because we just put it in the net for them. Um, mm. Do you, another thing you you mentioned though is that sort of uh, playing them at their own game. I think that's really, um, I think that's really interesting because obviously in the home game, uh, and I, I think this is also quite interesting because it's I believe this is the first time that Wilders managed us against the same team twice. Right? I don't believe. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So in the home game, we started. I think I've got this right. We started with a back four. Yeah, and, and we changed it after that. Got pasted, yeah. uh, Doty out on the right hand side. Yeah, uh, just get on their right. Yeah, just absolutely amateur trusty all match him. Yeah, we couldn't get close to him. It, it was humbling that first half. Mm. And while they're not, you know, you recognise quickly they got it wrong and changed it at half time. We went to a, we went to a back three. That space got closed off, and we sort of took over the game and you know did enough to win in that second half. Got ahead, should have stayed ahead. This game, obviously, lessons learned from this, and I, and I want to, you know, uh, kind of tie this together with the Villa game because that was the opposite of learning lessons. It was it was mm-hmm. throwing lessons out the window. Sorry, Villa is the team that he's managed. Of course, to it is. yeah, I just said it. Um, I just, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, we, we just ripped up the lessons that you could take from that first game. Whereas this one, we clearly, while they clearly did think that did work last time, we let Villa have a sorry, we let Luton have a ton of possession at Bramall Lane. And when they did so, and we closed off the wide spaces, 
we took over the game and we were able to cause them like I guess quick problems if you like you know win the ball go quickly try and create a chance quickly and mm. yeah that that seemed to work here we let Luton have a a ridiculous amount of possession instead they had 79% possession in total uh, in the second half excuse me I think it I was, bet they um, thought they'd never get that in any game this season yeah and I, I my initial reaction to that having not watched the game is that's not good. You can't allow Luton seventy five percent possession and twenty <laughs> shots. But I think, and, and this certainly this is the account from people who you know were there and have watched the game and stuff. I think that actually is quite a good ploy against Luton, particularly when you're defending a lead and you play in a back three, you know, with wing backs or a back five. You've got mm. Souza in uh, beast mode, mm. as uh, we'll we'll touch on. Um, it sort of works. I, I don't. I don't see three five two as like a formula for success long term, but I think it has its uses in games like this, mm. particularly when um, when the opposition just isn't that much more talented than you, or is basically mm-hmm. the same level of talent. So yeah, um, it, I, yeah, it reminded me a little bit. I actually thought Leeds, but you know the the promotion game against Leeds. Mm. Uh, where we like we allowed them have all the possession, and to be fair, in the first half we were really lucky not to go behind. But in the second half, they didn't really create too much. And then obviously we we took the break and 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 took our chances. I think Wilder's all right with doing that. I think he's quite happy a lot of the time. And we did it in the Premier League an awful lot, where we'd let the opposition have all the ball, mm. and then we'd just maybe not as a counter-attacking side as such, but when we got the ball, we used it well and we created chances. Because we in that first season of the Premier League, we relied so much on that solid defence, which we don't have this season. But I think it were a little bit, you know, more like, in terms of the tactics and the setup and everything, a bit more like that that first season mm. in the Premier League, where we thought, you know, we're going we're gonna to play to a strength, so they're not really strengths this season, but we're going to rely on being solid and being organised, and, and which we, we absolutely weren't against that Aston Villa. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to just rely on McAtee and Archer <laughs> at the other end to, to create chances. Um, because obviously Osborne came in and by all accounts played absolutely fantastic as well. Yeah, <clears throat> Osborne starts, Jack Robinson's back in, uh, <clears throat> which moves Armad Ozic into the, the middle of the back three. Um Archer starts as well. He didn't start the last game, did he? Against Phillips? No, he didn't uh, start against Phillips, did he? No, he didn't. Came on to sub, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, plenty of plenty of team changes there. It does sound like Osborne had a had a big effect. Um, Very yeah. Diaz out, by the way, by the looks of it. Yeah, um, he's... how serious that is, but a hamstring problem, isn't it? So uh, <clears throat> we'll see. We don't have a good history with hamstring. See, see, see you soon. <laughs> yeah, which we can uh, get onto in a second. Um, but yeah, as, as a as a long-term recipe for success, I don't think playing like this is that. I mean, do, uh, I don't know if you remember, I think I sent you this. Do you know how many passes we completed in the second half? Was it 80? It was 43 in the second half. Yeah, Would you like to guess, Mason Holgate played the entire game. Would mm. you like to guess how many passes Mason Holgate completed in 90 plus minutes? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Five. It was four. So he was very close. And yeah, I, I, I don't mean that to single him out. I'm not. That's not like a, he played badly. No, no, that's no. just bizarre. Like, yeah, a defender played ninety minutes, and you know, <laughs> defenders typically have the most passes because we're, yeah, you know, yeah, build, yeah, yeah. building from the back. But four completed passes in ninety minutes. Eight forward. That's what it was. Eight forward. It was. Yeah. yeah. Hamer one successful pass in the first yeah. half. I did wow. see this. So- 
Yeah, I saw Riley tweet this. The analytics dude who works for just stuff for the pinch. Uh, yeah, he said it's not great that our most like best passer of the ball probably has only completed one pass. <laughs> yeah, so to wow when I see those. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think if you're a Luton fan, you'll be looking at that going like, how did we not, you know, at least get a draw out of that game? But you look at the chances, mm-hmm. and I think that on another day, you go, we could genuinely could have been four 0 up at half time. I know you don't work. <laughs> But McAtee misses a chance where he should get it on target. Archer obviously should score just before he does score. Mm. And then the two goals as well. That's four. I mean, the XG, I don't know what it was actually at the top of my head, but I, I imagine those four chances, you know, especially the Archer one, were, were absolutely huge. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, we're yeah, we well up on XG at half-time. And then obviously the second half uh, just completely sat back and Luton evened it up, if you like. We only had the two shots in the second half. Uh, and one of them was Brewster from the halfway line in the seventh yeah, minute. Absolutely love that. So yeah. we had the goal and Brewster trying to score from the halfway line in the second half. So a very minimal attacking threat. But we, you know, we were protecting a lead at that point. So I, I'm okay with that. You know, away leads in the Premier League uh, don't come round very often for United whatsoever. And uh, yeah, got got the job done. Um, yeah, Archer, McAtee almost scored after about 30 seconds, just like uh, in our last away game where Diaz did score after 30 seconds. So, mm, mm. Uh, appreciate Very that. similar. Mm. Shot, shot as well, yeah, cut it inside. Keep doing that. <laughs> mm. um, Archer missed an absolute sitter. Like, probably the easiest chance he'll get all season. We just shinned it wide. Um, and probably my first mention of Sousa here, I think, because... He was, by all accounts, and certainly statistically, an absolute colossus in this game. Mm-hmm. And here he wins a, you know, a massive header against. I think it's against Adebayo, who is, yeah, yeah. you know, probably their most physical player, Luton. And he just powers through him, Souza, and puts it on a plate for Archer with his head, and um, yeah, shins it wide. Unfortunately, Souza in this game, seven out of nine ground duels won. Very impressive. Also, also a very high amount. Eight out of nine aerial duels. Like, so what's that? Fifteen out of eighteen uh, duels won on ground and air. That is a very high win rate. It's also a ridiculously high amount of challenges to be putting yourself into. And obviously, that's dictated by the fact that we didn't have much of the ball. But yeah, yeah. this is this is what we wanted him to be. I think you know, in in our like uh, best case scenario. I think we said this yeah. when he signed. Like, I'm pretty sure I said this. Like, if you want a defensive midfielder, he looks like a very good one. And obviously, this situation, two 0 up away from home, that's when you want a good defensive midfielder. And yeah, by all by all accounts, he uh, he just smashed it in this game. Like, by far his best appearance for us. Um, and the most caps it with a goal. Yeah, the most surprising thing when looking at the highlights and stuff was how many headers he's won, as you said, because it's something I've criticised him before in the past for a big guy. Doesn't necessarily, you know, like McBurney off corners, he wins pretty much every header yeah. like, defensively. I sort of wanted that from Souza because he's the biggest guy that we've got, and we've not really seen him dominate like that. In this game, against arguably the most physical side in the entire league, he's winning everything, you know. And, it, and people might say, oh, it's his sort of game, this. But on the other hand of that, it's not his sort of game because he's coming up against players just as physical as him. Yeah. Uh, as you say, we had Ibayo and stuff like that. Look, I've criticised him here for the majority of the season. I think there's an argument to say he's been the best player since Wilder's come in, which is... I don't know if that's because we're not playing him next to Norwood mm, yeah. or if we're just playing a different way or the fact that we've got legs next to him in terms of Brooks and even Osborne. 
Um, but Matt, yeah, absolutely. He's, he, if, you know, at the moment, he's a massive, massive positive, and I didn't think I'd be saying that. Yeah, yeah, colossal performance from him by all accounts, um, and he, of course, pops up with a goal as well. Um, before we get beautiful to beautiful finish, a fantastic finish. Yeah, um, taking lessons <laughs> from McBurney, he said, which <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I, I think if I could pick anyone to take. Uh, take shooting <laughs> lessons from a United squad, but Burnham been quite far down the list with uh, yeah. how he kicks it a lot of times. Mr. Scoff, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Scoff. Um, so Archer misses that brilliant chance and then takes a far harder chance, which is a a really nice goal. Um, and again, he's, uh, you know, we're out muscling Luton. Uh, I think it's our show, isn't it? Um, who he just yeah. gets yeah. into a physical and, uh, and, you know, speed race with. Powers past him, and uh, keeper leaves a nice big gap on his near post, and he mm. says, "Thank you very much. I love that." It's a nice finish because mm. most people go across the the other side, obviously, and he's got, he's got a lot of time to think about. And look, if he misses, you're saying that's a sitter, so I'm not going to say we're a wonderful goal or anything like that. But it is a good, good finish from a player who just missed an absolute sitter, what thirty seconds before or whatever. Yeah, very, very nicely taken. Um, he, he's been sort of in and out of the team recently, Archer, which I don't. I don't totally understand because I thought he was. Uh, I, I think he is one of the better players since Wilder took over. Certainly in those like first four or five games, I thought he's he just looked a much better player basically. And he's, um, I guess he's our joint top scorer now, right? Was that like four goals? Yeah, then? I think yeah, five goals. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, and it's obviously uh, affected a couple of own goals as well, essentially with Pickford and um, yeah, whoever it was right. at Brighton. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I I don't know why he's not really been starting. Every game, so like recently, but um, yeah, I, I certainly. I would think you have to now because if Burton Diaz is out, um, and Bernie once again has managed to get himself. Oh, we're going to get onto that. Don't worry. Yeah, uh, and then so well, at the moment, weirdly, from a, a, a position that we we're probably stacked in, we've only really got a Sula and uh, Archer now, and, and Brewster, who you know he's not completed a game at least has he for years. So that's <laughs> what so it feels like. Yeah. But he does have his shot from the halfway line. He likes doing weird things at Lewin, doesn't he? He had that brilliant yeah. sort of cross shot a couple of years ago that went out like almost clear. That were amazing. I, I, I remember watching, like I think it was Shore Review. It might have been travelling, actually, one of those two. And when he does that cross shot at Luton, and everyone, the crowd reaction is hilarious. I can't <laughs> repeat it on here. But like... <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, that was, that was a bit of a low point for United around then, wasn't it? That was, I mean, it was a nil-nil draw with Luton. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Under Yukanovic, but I think we were... I think we were being pretty rubbish at that stage. I think so. that might have been the only clean sheet we had under it. No, no, we drew with Swansea 0-0. Anyway, anyway, massive caveats. Go on. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, just a really good goal by Archer. Um, and yeah, hopefully he continues to get running the team now. Um, and then I, I, we can deal with both of these penalties at the same time, I suppose. So the one that we get um, before half-time that McAtee scores and the one they get just after half-time that Carlton Morris scores. I don't, well, I don't want any of these. I don't want either of these to be penalties. It's just dumb. I hate this. Right? Am, yeah. am, I, am I alone in this? No, 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 no. Oh, I, I, but you, we talk about it every week, don't we? Like some sort of nonsense uh, decisions going on. Um, I mean, neither. I think Rob Edwards was fantastic in his post-match interview. I don't know if you heard it. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think he was, you know, both of them should never have been penalties. It's annoying. It's, I, I say it's annoying. It obviously gives a 2-0 lead <clears throat> away. Uh, I think it's Sousa gets ahead on it, <clears throat> and it, it hits Burke on the hand like as he's jumping, but he's obviously he's facing away from the ball. And He can't and... help, like... 
I don't know what you're supposed to do. People jump like that. If you, yeah. The thing is, if he doesn't jump like that, and Sousa easy, I know it's not really his man, but Sousa wins the header and he scores, he's going to get hammered from his manager and fans saying, why don't you jump? You know what I mean? But the only way he could have sort of jumped because he's going backwards is by doing that. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. I don't like it, um, but I do like us getting a penalty. And McAtee sticks yeah. it away very nicely. Are you surprised at McAtee stepping up? Because, uh, like I say, I was listening to this rather than watching. I could have mm. been watching at this point, but by this point, I'm definitely not switching on my laptop now. Um, he said, <laughs> and I thought, oh, after I'll take this. And he goes, up, James McAtee. And I thought, has he ever taken a pen ever? I'm not sure. Um, and, yeah, nice, calm, beautiful finish and bit of redemption from his, uh, you know, his last time we were at the Kenny, as they call it. Kenny, yeah, we should probably mention that, shouldn't we? That's, uh, I think he, he, was he interviewed before the game talking about how that was like a, you know, I don't think he used the phrase lowest point of his career, but... I, I no, was... but it's really difficult. And I remember that. I watched that game with my dad and... My, my, you were ready to send him back, mate. You were like, get December. the receipt, this is get one on the phone. Yeah, don't <laughs> listen to me. I would want to... Yeah, I'd meet when I'm slagging Sousa off and stuff. Last year, this time last year, pretty much, well, <laughs> December, uh, saying, um, yeah, Sam McAtee back. He's done nothing. But I remember watching this game in the pub with my dad and I think this was McAtee's first start, like one of his first yeah, starts. But I was like, so. "Who is he? Who is he?" <laughs> he looked like a little rubbish. boy playing with men, didn't he? You know, yeah, it's, it's not it revision. Is. There's no point revising history. He he genuinely looked so far physically out of his depth, and he obviously got uh, yoinked at half time as a result. Um, yeah. But yeah, his, his his development in the last year it has been extremely rapid, and yeah, he, he'll be a Premier League player next year without a shadow of a it's doubt. It's funny you should say this, because people were talking, I watched Sheffield that way um, on Sunday, and they were talking about player of the season, and a lot of people said, Sousa, I don't think he's been enough yet from him, I think he's had a good month or so, but for me, I think Jack Robinson is probably the most consistent, but McAtee has been the one all season who I think, will, <clears throat> he's the only one who I think will definitely be playing in the Premier League next season. Mm, yeah, I think you're probably right. Just, just having a. I'm not saying that it was mine, you know. If yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to put money on it, <laughs> if you had to put money on it, he's the only one I'm absolutely certain will be playing in the Premier League. Because he looks, he looks at this level. He's not yeah. perfect, you know what I mean. He's not. I don't think he's ever going to play for City, but I can absolutely see him being a bit of a star in like a, a Crystal Palace or a, a Fulham or someone like that. Yeah, I mean, there could be a higher ceiling. Look at like uh, <laughs> Cole Palmer, for example. You know, he was. <laughs> Cast off for City, and he's, he's Chelsea's best player essentially. And yeah, yeah, I, true. <clears throat> so you don't think he'll ever play like properly for City? I don't think he'll play for City. I just, I mean, they're the best side in the world by a mile. Like realistically, they're going to win the league again. They're on the they're on the march as they do, and I just can't see him breaking. And he might do, he might do, but I, I I'll be surprised. Yeah, I think I think like sort of towards the end of last season, uh, and I might have said this on here, but it was definitely an opinion I had that. I'd give him like an outside chance of making it at City. But I guess another year on, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's still only 21, but you just feel with City, they've, it's just a conveyor belt, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, it's, I'd say he's probably more likely to go down the Cole Palmer route where it gets sold to a, a decent to very good Premier League team rather than um, sticks around as part of the squad. But yeah, being, oh, no, Palmer's in English as well, isn't he? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But um, like I say, look, Grealish can't get in team at Palmer. So it's very really difficult for McAtee, that's all I'm saying. Mm. But yes, a, a symbolically nice moment for him uh, at, at the location of his, yeah, probably his worst professional performance. I think, yeah, I think that was his first career start when it was certainly uh, towards the very, very start of his um, his career. I don't believe he played any senior football prior to that. No. Um, and he sticks it away. The, the second penalty, so the one for Luton, again, just like what you're supposed to do. I think Sousa gets like 
elbowed in the back of the head. So he puts his hands up like to defend his head. Like he's almost he's almost mm. going like ah that you know someone's just elbowed me in the back of my head. Like of course I'm going to put my hands up at that point. And <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the balls. You know, not going anywhere near goal, near the goal. I don't know if that has any. I don't think that has any real bearing on whether it is handball or not. Um, it touches his hand, and uh, VAR once again give a penalty, or at least tell the referee to go and look again, which is exactly you know is basically yeah. the same thing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, dumb. I don't like it. I don't like uh, either of those decisions, um, and I don't think football is better for having spurious handball decisions that result in goals like that. The pen, the the. The punishment for that kind of offence, in inverted commas, is way too high. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's just yeah. absurd. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, Carlton Morris sticks it away. And I suppose you... I mean, I just... I, even 2-0 up at half-time, I was like, I, I don't think I can pay attention to the second half. Like, I'm pretty sure they're going to come back and beat us. So. Yeah, I mean, really, obviously, with that early in the second half, and, and obviously because we've seen this before, Luton's got ahead of Steve and stuff. I thought, yeah... You know, I mean, people. I'm not. I'm not giving names away, but people on the uh, the group chat that we've got were um, messaging saying, "It's going to be five two this loot, another five two loss." Here we go. <laughs> um, and I understand that, though. I do understand that because you know we we're mentally fragile, fragile as a team as a whole, and it looked like exactly like the sort of game that Luton were going to turn around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure there was plenty of uh, plenty of money wagered on Luton at that stage in play. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we we held out brilliantly. I mean, they had a lot of shots in the second half, Luton, but <clears throat> really only one sort of good chance, which when it, it, it fell to Adebayo late on from a corner, so it wasn't even like they you know, carved us open or anything. It was a no. proper scramble that just fell to him and... Uh, Wes comes out and um, does really well to to block it away. Uh, Wes, obviously, uh, another one with a notorious appearance at this ground this time last year. Yeah. But uh, he, he he kept himself clean, shall we say? Yeah, and obviously that's where it, that's where it comes now, doesn't it? The uh, the uh, I mean, we'll get on to the, the Brighton game, but I think the biggest sort of what's going to happen with the team is does Wes keep his place or does Gribich or whatever he's called come come in? <laughs> yeah, we can jump on that now if you like. Um, I mean, I, I've just played... So, Gribich, obviously, uh, and I'll learn how to pronounce his name properly when he's played more games. Um, he missed this one still with a uh, due to the concussion protocol, which I think mm-hmm. is 12 days, or at least it is if you you know exhibit certain symptoms. So, uh, he missed out on being available for this Luton game by one day, but he yeah. will be out of concussion protocol for the Brighton game. It's straight back in for me. Like, you know, we've invested money in this goalkeeper. Like... You've got to use this half a season to find out who he is. Like, if he's a disaster, we want to know now, not in the, yeah. you know, not in the start think, of next season. Or if he's, argument, if he's good, we want to know now. We want to know his strengths and his weaknesses. I suppose the argument against this, and I am with you, and I think, because I'm t- totally thinking about next season, but just come off the back of a really good win against Luton, if Wilder thinks we've got any chance of staying up, which he, uh, he probably does. Then do you just keep the team, or, or you know, keep the goalkeeper who's just you know off the back of a fantastic win? Put Gribbit, whichever he does on Sunday, if we lose, he's going to get hammered for. If we keep Wes in <laughs> and, and we lose two 0 people are going to say, "Why don't you put his number one goalkeeper?" And if he changes it, people are going to say, "Why don't you keep with the the winning team?" I don't think it's probably going to matter all that much, um, to be honest. But if you're thinking about next season, I think you're absolutely spot on. But I also think dropping Wes after a decent performance. If you, in terms of this season, if you still think we've got ambitions this season, it's a bit, it's a bit harsh. I guess, but 
you can only play one goalkeeper. That's the, that's the life of the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He knows the situation. Wes, that's why he, uh, excuse me, that's why he has to go out on loan in January. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we've 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 nailed our colours to the uh, the Gribbich mast of like he's the he's the number one. I just think it's I think it's a wasted game if you don't play him. Like, yeah, I, it's not even a not even a question for me. Uh, Wes is out of contract. He probably will leave this summer unless he, you know, is happy to be a backup next season. Um, you, you presumably think that Gribbich is better than Fodringham, otherwise, why have we signed him? I buy him, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I think, I think, yeah, definitely straight back in the team. Let's let's see what he has. I, I don't buy this like it kind of protect him because he conceded five goals against Brighton last time. I will. Two of them were penalties. Like, you know, there's, there's not really a lot of goalkeeper can do about that. And if you need to protect him because he conceded a lot of goals, then why is he why is he a goalkeeper? <laughs> why is he a professional yeah. goalkeeper? Yeah. Get like him say, in. I, I want to see him start him. Yeah, I think whatever happens, if we'll win, it's a master stroke. If we lose, he's going to get done. For, you know, he's going to get a bit of hammering for it. But <clears> the only other thing, obviously, is does Ben Osborne keep his place? Yeah, this is an interesting one, isn't it? Um, uh, Stacey Jane. Slash Jane Stacy. Jane Stacy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, regular listener of Tufty Club, certainly. Um, mm. I don't know if she's a regular listener of this, but uh, I hope she is. Anyway, she uh, she tweeted this week. She, she does some serious research. She has, yeah. Into uh, United's performances with Osborne on the pitch uh, versus off it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we actually, uh, let me see if we can find this. I think it's a plus one goal difference. Um, when Osborne has been on the pitch in the Premier League, and a minus thirty-nine goal difference when he's not been on the pitch, <laughs> can it be coincidence? She says. Um, I mean, I think it possibly is slightly coincidence. Um, he's not played many minutes. Osborne is the other thing he's played no, no, no. four hundred and forty-four minutes. He is the only player in the squad uh, where United have a positive goal difference when he is on the pitch. So that. Mm. I mean, that's kind of obvious, given that we're, we're like minus 50 goal difference or whatever. So mm. it's undeniable we have been better when he's on the pitch. I think our XG is... Yeah, our XG is good as well, um, <clears throat> like the difference when he's on the pitch. Uh, there's only Holgate and... I'm not even going to say City Peck ahead of him. City Peck played 10 yeah, minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. and Holgate's only played two games. So, yeah, we, we've been slightly better like process-wise, chance creation and defensively when he's on the pitch than when he's not... I think check back in a month in terms of is this a real thing of like is he a positive contributor? But games like this, this Luton game, yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah. why this is why you want Ben Osborne because he doesn't lay you down. You know, you need you need someone to run about, put tackles in, and oh look, set up a decisive goal on the counter attack. He ain't gonna let you down. Is he no. is the uh, you know the the model backup? I suppose I play him. I play. I know he we, he struggled against Brighton last time. Um, obviously in the FA Cup. Next, I give him benefit. I give him benefit of the doubt there in the sense that he were next to Norwood and um, Hamer were in there obviously as well. But Norwood and Osborne's never really going to work as a midfield. Maybe I, I would definitely play him. I personally would play him. I think he deserves it because of the the performance that he gave by all accounts on Saturday. And I also think it. He doesn't let you down. He might. We know his limitations and stuff. But I mean, the uh, the, the other option realistically is Brooks, and I understand that. I understand putting Brooks in, but they're going to have all the ball, Brighton. They're going to have absolutely all of the ball, and and I think he's a really good presser, Osborne. Um, as I said, we didn't really see that in the FA Cup game, but I think a lot of that were worrying about Norwood's lack of pace as well. With Souza in there, might work. I play him. 
Yeah, I think I, I think you can certainly make a case for playing him in the next game. Like not just on the <clears throat> not just on the basis of him having done well against Luton. It, yeah. it probably is a situation where, yeah, I think as long as it's not him and Norwood as two thirds of your midfield, um, as we saw in that FA Cup game, then yeah, I think it, I think it, it does make a ton of sense. I mean, it reminds me a little bit like um, how we approached that Spurs game in the FA Cup last season, where uh, I believe he started that one as well, right? He certainly played in that one because um, uh, did... he did yeah, his little Gaza magic trick on the halfway. Yeah, line. he did the, uh, the Paul Gascoigne, didn't he? The, yeah, uh, the Paul Gascoigne little chip over the edge. And, yeah. and that was a game where <laughs> the opposition were massively better than us because we played quite a weakened team, to be honest. Um, we obviously had Enjai coming off the bench, which which one is the game which we don't have this season. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a game where we let them have a lot of the ball and uh, just tried to sort of. Be disciplined, close them down, you know, burst forward when we could. Um, just to close off this, uh, some of these stats, seeing as I bothered uh, looking them up. Um, so, yeah, Osborne, he has played less than five full games in the Premier League this season, if you add up mm. all his minutes. So it is a bit of a, a small sample. There's also some game state stuff when he's coming on the pitch, like when he's yeah. a late. Uh, it doesn't totally, like, track, because he has also come on at times where we've 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 done better, but... Yeah. You know, for example, he came on a, against Villa when we were five nil down, and they just sort of yeah. stopped trying at that point. Brighton um, away was his biggest impact this season, I think, mm. where he came on, and they but they just got another ten men. But he did offer so much more than Souza in that match. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yes, right now he's played uh, less minutes than John Egan and uh, barely more than Benny Traore, who yeah. uh, hasn't played for us for six weeks. So um, yeah, check back in a month, I guess. But yeah, I can definitely see the case of playing Osborne in this one, and he does set up. Um, the decisive goal. Tom Davis is on. He puts in a, a great sort of block tackle and brilliant from Osborne to spot Souza in space. Yeah, slides yeah. it over to him, and uh, yeah, Souza with um, probably the best hit ball we've seen from him all season. Just superb, yeah. And like I say, there's a couple of things happening here. It's the same guy, isn't it? The Luton guy who messes up again, actually. Um, oh, is it Osho? I, I think I think it's him again. Um, mm. I could be wrong actually because he's on the other side. Anyway. Um, and he dawdles on exhaustion, basically just runs into a blind alley. It's not the best bit of play, but great tackle from Davis. But I think, I mean, obviously, Suze will get the, the plaudits, obviously, for a fantastic finish, but can't overlook Osborne there because mm-hmm. it would have been so easy. Archer should have seen Suze realistically. He's gone down the blind alley, and, and Osborne's seen him and, yeah, and played him in, and, yeah, great finish. And that's it, game over, isn't it, after that, realistically. Yeah. He's, he's not a mug with the ball, Osborne. We played like attacking midfield under Jukanovic and was really good at it. I thought. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's not like it's not like a clogger. You know, it's not like just someone's just going to run round and close people down. He can play football. It's just, mm. I, I think he's probably like I don't know, our sixth best midfielder essentially. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's what he is, right? He's, he's a squad player. Mm. He's a fringe squad player. Um, he definitely would have played more this season if he'd been fit. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I can I can certainly see the case for picking him against Brighton. Um, yeah, you're right. We you know we saw the game out uh, really well. Just let let Luton have loads of the ball, defended the box really well. Uh, Jack Robinson looked like he had a, a good game. I just utterly mystified why he didn't play against Villa. Um, I think Wilder admitted to be fair, didn't he? That he got that he one wrong. <laughs> yes, yes, he, he certainly did. Um, we haven't mentioned it yet, but uh, RND's injury. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, he's just, crying by all accounts. I've seen him. Yeah. I've seen the. Uh, I've seen a Luton vlog actually, where he's going off and he's got his uh, hood over his uh, over his face and mm. yeah, horrible, horrible thing for him. And apparently, it's the other hamstring, is what Wilder said. But I mean, Wilder's not a liar like Ekinbottom is. But I don't know how much of that is just to protect him. You know what I mean? Uh, 
either way, it's just a horrible setback for him. Yeah, 14 months out with a hamstring injury. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I don't feel like we've rushed him back, have we? We have been building no, him up no. quite, <clears throat> excuse me, quite carefully. Mm. And yeah, like four or five minutes into this one, uh, it, it just feels something go. And you can see, yeah, his immediate reaction, he knew he'd done something that uh, was going to put him out of this game. I guess your, your hope is if it is his other hamstring, it's a a normal hamstring injury, like a, a, a pull or a strain rather than... Yeah, a couple of weeks, month out or something, but we yeah. know how it's been going, obviously, so you obviously do think the worst, don't you? Yeah, so it didn't look good. Uh, and yeah, there was... I don't know, I was, I was really bummed out by that. Just For him, obviously, he's at a, a bit of a, a, a kind of... Not a tipping point, but is it, is it quite a crucial point in his career? He's out of contract in the summer. Yeah, yeah. This makes this it a... really difficult for us to give him a new contract, I think. He's um, really harsh. I mean, they're on about this on Red Arthur. I think it was Chad said they might be the last we see of him in United shirt. And it sounds really almost callous to say that, but yeah. it may well be. Yeah, I don't... I just don't think... Like, say it is a really serious injury. It's, I don't know how, you, how a club with our resources can justify giving a contract to someone who... Has just come off a serious injury and has now got another one. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's I, I just on like, on like a personal level for him, uh, I was really bummed out about it. And hopefully it's nothing serious. Hopefully you know he's still playing for us at the end of this season, and mm. hopefully next season as well with a, a new contract under his belt. But yeah, yeah it didn't look good. Um, just on another thing, just while you talk about R and D, obviously fairly interesting that Low came on and not Larouche. I felt. Um, mm. He's been pushed down even further, I think. Now I think Lowe will probably start on on Sunday. Well, he's under contract next season, Lowe, isn't he? He's one of the, the few he? ones. Um, almost certainly is. I thought he was till twenty twenty five. It wasn't because I thought he was saying we bought him same time as Bogle. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, oh no, I think you're right actually. Hmm. I thought he was out of contract. Four year contract, and yeah, yeah, he's out of contract. Yeah. Uh, okay, for some reason I thought he had an extra year, but um, okay, yeah, that is interesting. Then I thought that I mean that would be the logical explanation. He's going to be our player next season, but uh, he's, he's, as it I stands now, it's supposed to, you know, this is a good chance for him if, if R and D is out. This is a chance for Lowers who also massively suffered with injuries this season to say, mm. look, give me a contract next season. So it's a big opportunity for him. Yeah. Uh, sounds like he did okay. It was all played, you know, essentially a full game there. Um, somebody who didn't play a full game, uh, and we mentioned earlier, McBurney. Oh man, this is killing him. Yeah, tight calf misses the Villa game. I mean, I have a tight calf when I get out of bed in the morning. I, <laughs> admittedly, I'm not a professional athlete that's going to require to run round for ninety minutes or whatever. But um, not in the squad again for this one, and. Uh, we're reaching a tipping point with him, I think. Of like, yeah. we we just we we just can't do this anymore. Like, we just we just mm. can't do this dance anymore. Um, yeah. I've got his numbers here. This season, he has not been available for longer than six games in a row without missing a game, mm. and that six-game stretch includes him coming on in the 89th minute against Villa and not leaving the bench against City. Other than that, he had three games before he got a suspension. He had three games before he got an injury. He had two games before he got a suspension. And then, yeah, he's had that six-game run, and then he's missed the last two games with this so-called tight calf. Yeah. This is after we sent him off to Qatar or wherever the heck it was to see a specialist or something. Mm. I don't know. We're just, I think we're just reaching a point of like no return with him where we're just going to have to part ways, which I don't like. It, I don't no. like. If he's available, he's a no-brainer renewal for next season. Yeah. But he's never which, available. Uh, yeah, we did our contract thing, and I said, yeah, keep him, because next season we've got a lot of unproven strikers. He's the only one who's proven. But 
it is getting to the point now where if he can't put a run of games together until the, uh, at the end of the season, then there is no point. It's just a waste of time. He might chip in the, you know, like I mean, last season he got 13 goals or whatever, and you know that may be worth giving him a contract based on that. But he's never fit. The last three years, I, I don't. I mean, have you got the stats there for that for the last three years? Uh, so I'm, I'm going to borrow Revolution here from the S2 forum because yeah. it's, it's going to be easier for me to find that than uh, what I sent you yesterday. But uh, so three seasons ago, first season, first season back in the championship, nine starts, 19 mm. sub appearances. The next season, the promotion season, 25 starts. That was good. Mm. 13 mm. sub appearances. Good, not great. You know, that's still yeah, it's barely still, half the games he started. He's not but, the John Egan, is he? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This season so far, 24 games total played and uh, he started nine so nine actually, starts, 25 starts. I, I presume that's including the cup runs and stuff as well he's not actually good at all it's less than half <laughs> yeah i think that's league games uh, um, league games it's about half then isn't it because obviously 46 games or whatever but yeah just over half but yeah. yeah so he starts one in three basically um and he you know he, he probably would start every single game if he was available it's not mm-hmm. like it's not like rotation or uh you know form for the last two seasons. I mean, no, no, he's prob- no, no. He's probably is our best striker over the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing with this, like, persistent persistent unavailability is it's like, it's an inconvenience, isn't it? Like, you know, if, yeah. like as opposed to a long-term injury where you, you, you can at least, like, you know, say, uh, well, obviously I'd rather he wasn't out at all, but say McBurney, you know, was out for three months. At mm. least then you can plan for it. Yeah. And you'd be like, right, Asula, you're you know you're starting now for the next couple of months, or you know in January we will sign a loan player yeah. that's similar profile to McBurney, and he can play instead. But this is just this like constant interruption every three games. Um, it's like yeah. when Egan's have been out all season, and whatever people think of Olgate, that's what Wilder's thought. He's thought Egan's going to be out. I need another defender. I'm going to bring one in. Yeah. With McBurney, you think, oh, he's bad. Oh, he's not. Oh, he's bad. Oh, he's not. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, people talk about Kiefer Moore. He's always the one in it that people go to and stuff. Um, someone we may have been able to sign. If we'd have known McBurney had been out this amount of time, I'm sure we'd have made another striker signing. It might have been Kiefer Moore or someone else, you know what I mean, to, yeah. in that mould. And I, I suppose the argument is we should have known. He would be out, out. He'd be out this much because that's yeah. that's what he's done. I mean, two of and those. This the, and this is where this contract thing comes in. Then, so if we do know that's going to happen, yeah, why offer him a contract? Because it cost quite a bit of money to sign someone as good yeah. as him when yeah. he's on the pitch. Is the yeah, yeah, yeah. counter 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 argument? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's up in the air. He's fifty fifty. I can see both sides of this. I know uh, four blades. Um, that you know they were talking about it, and I think the like the majority stance was you know don't offer him a new contract, and I completely see that. But I can also see the other side of if you can get him fit, he's probably going to get you at least ten goals next season. Yeah, I, I think if my hunch is if Wilder is our manager next season, which seems to be the noises, um, then McBurney will stay. Like as yeah. in we, we, we will make an effort to to keep McBurney, mm. but I think yeah, I could, I could see a fresh start being. Uh, the theme if if we make a change of manager in the summer. Um, mm. Right now, Luke Thomas has played more minutes for United this season than McBurney, which is um, far from ideal because I don't believe he joined until uh, like September, <laughs> Luke Thomas. And obviously yeah. we got rid of him at the start of January. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah not, not ideal with McBurney at all. Um, anything else to talk about from the... Uh, just before I forget, by the way, because uh, Four Blades repeated this, I said, Dar- yeah, Derby um, had, <clears throat> what, 11 points or whatever it was. I said they had the full amount of points at this stage when they went down. 
I got that wrong. I read it on the internet. Never read anything on the internet and take it as gospel. Is my I think they actually had nine points. I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, so they did actually get another two points. So I was wrong about that. So everyone has been repeating that to to the mates. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was Western Derby. There's I got that wrong. Massive public, public retraction. Do you want to do you want to name and shame whoever whoever fed you that one? I think you're, I think it might be an Eggy actually. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, yeah, blame him. But uh, uh, yeah, but yes, yeah, should should not re- be repeating things on such a reputable podcast. Obviously um, not. Um, I'll yeah. I'll, cor- I'll correct your correction for you as well while we're at it. Um, Go on then. Revolution again. What what a yes. guy. Um, Derby had seven points after twenty three games. Uh, we had ten, obviously, at that stage, uh, right. and we now have thirteen. And I'm, well, I'm glad you brought this up. Not only in the uh, the interest of a public retraction, the uh, Roy's public shaming on this forum, <laughs> um, because I had a note to talk about this, and we haven't talked about it yet. And it's 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 probably the biggest thing uh, in this podcast. Come out of this game, we're over the hump of eleven points, mate in your face derby and the rest of the season for me feels like a free hit now it feels like we're playing with house mm-hmm. money like i'm good that was all i wanted you know just get over that become a nice normal rubbish relegated team but not in that conversation of being yeah, the I'm, worst I'm, I'm, I'm not with it now i'm like i want more was not yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because um i think it still be quite embarrassing going down on 13 points still I want to get to 20s. I think we've got two aims now, realistic aims. I think one of them is not finishing bottom, which is mm. a definite, you know, de- we could definitely do that. Burnley yeah. are Burnley. just as bad as us. If you get rid of that ridiculous 5-0 game, I think we're above them. I think that's right because it's a 10-goal swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's also a point swing, isn't it? Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, and that, and that was just a joke of a, you know, people just, you know, the players that obviously just lost faith in Heckingbottom or whatever. He- Heckingbottom lost his head. Uh, Heckingbottom lost his head and the players... And Bernie got up. sent off, like, in the first half. But Bernie got sent off this first half and the players were both looking at John Fleck going, what, what is he doing <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, so we could definitely finish second bottom and that would be a massive... It doesn't sound like much, but for a start, it's a bit more money. But I think you're just going down as a normal team then. You're not going down next scene as like, ooh, Sheffield United do... You know, we're a, a shambles in the Premier League next season. I think you can go down with a bit of, uh, what's the word? Uh, acceptability. Yeah. Um, and also, dignity. Dignity. That's the word, dignity. And I think if we can get to another one we could aim for is getting another 10 points or another nine points and getting more than we got last time. Because we saw last time, if you go down with 20 odd points, you can still have a great season. He doesn't, he doesn't not necessarily have an angle over the season after we got in the playoffs, obviously, the season after the. The last 21 points. So my next aims, finishing second bottom, or maybe even third bottom. Let's, let's put oh. it out. Yeah, come on. Go let's, big. Let's finish as the third best relegated the team. The best relegated team. That, yeah. That would take some doing, I think. Um, I think that might take a lot of points deductions, but... <laughs> yeah, it's a fair point. Uh, we got 23 points last time. Um, that feels a long way. 10 more mm. points. I know we got, what, we got 14 games left. That, yeah. that does feel that feels like an ass. That's probably three wins, right? Like three wins is what I want out of the next fifteen. That is yeah. fourteen. Sorry, that is my that is my demand. One of them against Burnley, I think you can beat them. Fulham, Forest to be nice. Forest to be brilliant. You know, we've still yeah. got Everton away. You know, they're a good side, really better than the, the league suggests. But Brentford away, you know, they're going to be on the beach. Hmm. Come on, no, probably not. Who is Tottenham Champions League things on the last day of the season? Please. <laughs> um. I slight disagree about the you're saying we you know we had a good season after relegation um 
because we started that season terribly. And it was only really when we changed That's true. Manager. That is true. Um, I don't have much of that to do with the change in complete formation of manager. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. possible, possible. Um, but the players did look absolutely shot, apart from Sharp, yeah. who carried us through those first few months. Yeah, um, yeah I mean... It, it, well, I guess everyone's talked about this this weekend, but uh, Burnley's the lack of criticism for Burnley is is quite astonishing. Really. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? When they have yeah. the same amount of points as us, uh, they were obviously the the champions of the championship, like you know, the cream of the championship last season by a, a fair distance. They spent more money than us. They didn't lose their best players uh, in the summer, to my knowledge. Um, they are they are riding high on the Vincent Company factor. I think if they finish bottom, right, the company is still probably going to get like. I don't know the West Ham job or yeah, yeah Chelsea yeah, yeah. job or something yeah. in a year or two, and it just on yeah. the reputation alone. Whereas but, like, um, Wilder will still be sort of laughed at as like being yeah. sort of being like a dinosaur manager, yeah, yeah, yeah. never going to be linked to any other job. You know what I mean? It, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's... I'd like to do it because the narrative all season. Genuinely, nothing against Burnley. I think their fans, you know, I probably admit that they're pretty much just as bad as us. That they're, they're, what I've seen of them, they know they're down. But mm. I would like to see how how that spam, you know what I mean? That if we don't finish bottom, are people all of a sudden going to say Burnley are atrocious? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I guess it's because they sort of do, like statistically, they are slightly better. You know, they, you know, the things that you typically look for, like mm. as, a, as a casual fan, I suppose, of like, well, they have, you know, possession's pretty good. They, you know, they, yeah, well, they yeah. pass it around nicely, so they they must be yeah. pretty decent. But uh, the Russell Martin, uh... <laughs> the Russell Martin approach, yeah, <laughs> very, very much Russell Martin ball this season. Um, but now they, they're just as bad as us, mate. I mean, forget the goal difference. We've had a couple of bizarre tonkings, obviously, that they've not quite been on the uh, receiving end of. We've actually beaten some real Premier League teams as well. They're, yeah, yeah. I think three... So they won three games, one against us, one against Luton, one against... Fulham. Yeah, Fulham, was it? Mm. Who, I don't know how good they are. They're, they're a bit of a miss. I know they took care of us pretty easily, but... Yeah, but I think yeah. Abbey Lane under 14's going to probably beat us in that game, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might be right. Um, yeah, it's just, just on the 11 points thing, like... I really do. I mean, I feel like I stake my reputation on this being an unbreakable record. In it's sports. unbelievable, isn't it? I just don't think any team. I mean, you can you could make a case that like it might get broken soon because of the like increasing mm. gap mm. between Championship and yeah. even the bottom of the Premier League team. There was there was a thing this week actually about how this. Um, uh, I think it was Michael Cox had written something for I think the Athletic. Only two managers have been sacked this season in the Premier League, and it's kind of because the three promoted teams are so bad that mm. Mm. the um, you know teams that would typically be in trouble are not in trouble because we're just not picking up points, so they're not actually in that much danger. I mean, yeah, you look at Everton; they're in the bottom three, but really they would be twelfth, uh, I think, as it stands. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, I've, I've embarked upon this point and kind of lost my lost my thread here. What was it? What was I saying? Uh, well, I was like people are obviously raving about Luton. I get it. I understand mm. their fans giving it back because everyone said they were going to get the derby points total and stuff. They've won five matches. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, like you say, this is not a, one against us. One, yeah. yeah, five matches and they're being sort of held up as this beacon of light of like you can compete in the Premier League. Look at Luton. They've won yeah. five out of twenty-three. Yeah, that that was uh, that was where I was going with this. Sorry, the the, the increasing gap. Uh, financially, particularly, might lead to it happening. The eleven yeah. points being broken, but I don't know. It's it just seems so impossible. I, I bang on about this a lot, but I would I would read like a four hundred page book about that season that Derby mm. had and mm. how it happened because 
we are miles off every other team in this league, yeah. I'd say, or, the, or certainly 18 other teams in this league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've won three games. We've gone past 11 points with, you know, two extra points with 14 games to spare. Yeah. Did, did you... I guess my faith wavered a little bit a couple of times. Where they, I don't know. I, I thought, I thought like even this team's not going to lose sixteen games in a row to end the season. But there's, there's points or, or stages, I, I guess, where you think like eleven points is a long way off. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. How yeah, many yeah. did we have when we got done eight nil? Did we have one point? I think we did. Didn't one we? point. Yeah, one point. Then yeah. You thinking? Are we going to get another eleven points this season? Like, are we going to win three games from here? Like. It is so nice to just slay yeah, that demon. I, I was much more, con- <laughs> I, yeah. I was actually weirdly much more concerned in the COVID season when we had two points after whatever it was uh, in February. Two points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was worried that season, lack of fans and everything like that. I did think we'd get to. I mean, I, I actually had us down after uh, Heckingbottom when I think I had us down for 16, 17 points. I mm-hmm. actually think we'll get a bit more than that to be completely honest. I, I don't think there's going to be much more than that, but mm. I'd never thought we'd get 13 because there's always those games at the end of the season where, like I said, the fans behind you, let's beat this dog, you know, make it into almost like a cup tie atmosphere against a team that don't care. Yeah. Um, I thought we'd get enough points on the board. God knows what Derby were doing that. I, I, I like to say, I think it's definitely a brilliant documentary to be made about that. <laughs> I think so. Um, so yes, yeah, it's, it's good to lay that one to rest and, uh, I guess I've just I've just not enjoyed having the last two Premier League seasons. You know that be the the, the main focus for the majority yeah. of it. Uh, we're obviously spoiled with the ninth place finish um, the season before. We genuinely flirted with Europe until global pandemic arrived. But um, yeah, I, I hope the next time we come up, it's uh, I don't know, it's it's less a as a topic of conversation. It lingers. Not as long as this one. Um, yeah, I think they said on Redolf, it'd be fantastic now, to even if we go down, to somehow get in a relegation battle <laughs> rather than just sort of, you know, go down. Like, even if we're going to go down, let's take it to the last two or three games or something like that. Make that'd be it a massive achievement. I think at the start of the season, yeah. we said that's like you, that's all we want, really. Just, just yeah. keep, keep the season live. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're not there yet. Um, no. We need a bunch more results, starting with... A very tough one against Brighton, who obviously put five past us yeah. last time. Um, not our strongest team that day, and also we did create a bunch of chances. That's you know I think as we yeah. said at the time that was uh, that was a, a freaky old game to lose five two. It could very easily have gone in a different direction. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to know how we uh, how we play out of possession in that mm. one because Brighton really good against the press. They will you know. It's way too easy to say just press them and they'll yeah close them down them yeah so a lot of our fans were saying that after the cup game like just get stuck in get this no yeah. <laughs> that's the worst thing you can do because they'll just pass around you they're so comfortable on the ball but as Wilder said in his post match interview on that game and as the, as we they showed a couple of days later they can be got at. Yeah, uh, you can score against them, but I think we will create chances against them. It's just about whether we take them this time or not, because we could have had five last time. Yep, don't give away two stupid penalties, please. Um, no, Pedro, by the way, I don't think. Yes, Shao Pedro is out. Uh, I think Matoma is back from the Asian. Oh, Cup. he's not today. Because um, that finished the other week, so I would, yeah. I would assume he's he'd probably get straight back <clears> into the starting team unless he's jiggered or something from that. But. Um, Really talented team, obviously, Brighton, as, as we saw in that game. I know they're ninth at the minute, but I, I think they're a, well, certainly a cut above West Ham. We were just above them, and I think they're probably better than Man United, to be honest. I, from what I've seen of them and know about them, I guess I'd, 
I put him kind of up there with Aston Villa talent wise. Mm. Um, yeah, so very very difficult game. If, if we can win that one, maybe I'll perk up about the possibility of a uh, being in a relegation battle. I guess, but yeah. for now, mate, I'm but just. Well, Luton's in... got two hard games. Got well, I'll say hard. Man United is one of them, but Man United and uh, Liverpool. Uh, the next two, I think it is. Right. Um, so we win this. Win will beat Wolves. Only telling you the great percent. escape is on. Yeah, maybe. Um, for now, though, I'm just enjoying the moment of an yeah. away win, getting onto 13 points. You know, I just feel like uh, some of the ridicule might get turned in a different direction now, um, unless we lose 5 0, unless we're 4 0 down at half time again <laughs> on uh, in front of the sky cameras on Sunday. Um, oh. Well, mate, we, we've talked for almost an hour about a game that neither of us saw, which is yeah, um, good, that, yeah. good effort even for us. I, I think we should probably uh, probably wrap it up, to be honest. What uh, what you got to plug? Uh, it was nice to nice to read a view from uh, of a team that we'd beaten this weekend. Yeah, it, they were all right, most of them. There were a mm. couple of salty ones at the end. It seems to have got a little bit more salty after. So a lot of... Uh, yeah, Johnny's, of Johnny's been getting stuck in, hasn't he? Johnny's been getting hammered, <laughs> being accused of being a, a racist and all sorts. Like, so, yeah, it's got a bit... I think, I, I think realistically, and I think a lot of football fans are like this, whatever Luton fans say, they did absolutely expect to win that game. Mm. <laughs> uh, understandably so. And I think they've lost. And I, I, I obviously do, they've been doing the view from for years, and this often happens. They'll just sort of go on any sort of tangent to sort of make themselves feel better. Like, yeah, we've lost, but... Their fans are a disgrace. Like, <laughs> classic football. And I think that's probably the only game they've lost this season where they've actually genuinely expected to win. Mm. Um, so, yeah, a bit of mardiness, but a lot of like good analysis as well in the game. A lot of them were really, really fair talking about, you know, how we outlooted them and, and credit mm. to Wilder. And a lot of them, I've given credit to Chris Wilder the way he set up. So, it's, you know, there's only a minority of people who are not taking it very well, I think it's fair to say. So, that's a Roger view from. And I think, I don't know when it's coming out next, but we've recorded... Uh, on made like guilty pleasures songs uh, are oh. five songs that we class as guilty pleasures so that nice. should be out in the next couple of days I think I like these little bonus episodes you do where you mm. you, you go in some different directions um, yeah just a couple of things uh, that you mentioned uh, out lootening looting or whatever um, mm. it will be interesting to see if other teams try that obviously yeah. uh, it says Man U and Liverpool next obviously they yeah, won't see them. Yeah. and I think <laughs> yeah. I think the that's not really arrogance. I think other teams will just back their own ability to not have to do that. Whereas, so realistically, yeah, I don't blame teams for not doing that. You know, yeah. but if you, if you're like a Palace, say, like or Forest, even, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they did take that approach with Luton of just like, right, you have all the ball, we've got Gibbs White and a couple of others, we'll just you know burn you on the counter attack, but you yeah. have you have seventy percent possession, lads, and. Good luck doing anything with it mm. unless we give you a stupid penalty. Um, the other thing you mentioned there was uh, Sheffield United fans being a disgrace and uh, Arroway fans not a disgrace. Hats off to you. You, you deserve yes. that one. Everybody who was at Kenilworth Road this weekend. Uh, yeah, that, that really does... Um, <clears throat> it's, it, it makes my day hearing about how, how good a day people had because... Um, well, you and I have had some not as many miserable away days as some no, people not, this yeah, season, but solved. we've had a few. So I can't imagine how bad it's been for people who actually go to every single one of these away yeah. games and spends a ridiculous amount of money and a ton of time to watch United be largely terrible. So absolutely yeah. delight, genuinely delighted for them mm. because, like I said, we've been to a few, and it's. It, it, 
I won't say soul destroying. You have a good day and stuff, but the match itself is soul destroying. You're like, you're going, oh, this just, this is what? Why am I here? What am I doing? <laughs> um, and all those people keep going and keep going, and we're selling out away ends every week. Um, unbelievable. And you, uh, yeah, I hope you, I hope they enjoyed it <laughs> so much because they deserved it. So traveling and uh, showroom vlog, uh, showroom views vlog, and I think when we scored, it's almost like a. A mix of well, we went two and a lot. A mix mm. of like delight and what two <laughs> nil? It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, this is the uh, it's the first time we scored three goals in a Premier League away game since '93, uh, I think Southampton away. Um, yeah, we'll... that's right. Yeah, you just <clears throat> flow with a couple like that. That's how long yeah. ago we're talking. Yeah. In a three-all draw, so we we haven't done it in any of our last three seasons in the Premier League. Four uh-huh. seasons, I guess. Um, we're also on to twenty-two goals now this season, which. Um, takes us past where we were in the COVID season, where we had that's the incredible that to me. joint lowest amount of goals. In I know we didn't score many that season, but that is unbelievable that we've already passed. I know we're scoring more goals and conceding more goals, but hmm. yeah, I can't believe that we're already. It don't feel like we scored that many. Yeah, see, I'm 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 the opposite, really. I, I I'm always a bit surprised when I see that we are still the lowest scorers in the division by a, yeah. a fair margin. Burnley have scored. Three more than us, and yes, okay, five of those were against us, and <laughs> we we don't have the benefit of playing against Sheffield United's defensive goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like we've, I think from the point that we actually got our signings in the building, you know, we got Hamer, got uh, Archer. It has, I have felt like we've had a goal threat this season, like way more than I did in that last season, and obviously, yeah, 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 yeah. just the defense in it. There's a shambles. <laughs> yeah, which I don't know. I I, don't, I hate. I don't enjoy seeing us go four 0 down um, before half time, but. I'd probably take it this way round, where I feel like mm. my team can score goals and I might have a, a fun moment rather than mm. uh, <clears throat> just kind of grind out a one nil loss, if you like. Okay. Um, sorry, I, I'm really rambling here, but I, I do I do just want to put on record, I, I resolved last night to my dad, I'm not leaving a game early this season for us. Oi, really? Yeah, I'm staying to the end. I might I might end up looking at my phone a bit, but <laughs> I just like I don't know. I just feel a bit embarrassed about it. You know, I don't mean to reignite the discourse over, you know. <laughs> You do what you want. You paid your money. So I don't mean you should be embarrassed to leave early. Um, and obviously, I'm speaking to a uh, a patron of leaving early this season. Oh, come on, <laughs> I've only had three games. That's not too bad. But I just feel like I don't know. I just feel a bit embarrassed by it in a way. It's like it's just football. Like this, you know, we've 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 passed eleven points now, aren't we? I might as well just sit and watch it for the rest of the game so unless it's getting warmer as well so it's not going to be quite as cold that's true yeah i'm gonna say unless like my house is on fire or something i need to get back um i can imagine you organizing setting your own house on fire (laughs) oh i'm really you'll never guess why it's on fire again i'm gonna have to to go (laughs) oh dear um but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna be staying till the end for the rest of it um my bbc sport thing this week is on the joy of getting past 11 points or the relief anyway and uh how how we i don't know it just is like a it's just sort of lurking there in your mind. I never really thought we'd challenge it, I suppose, but it's always good to slay that demon. So, um, yeah, that's on the BBC Sport Sheffield United page. So I'll just click through to that. And uh, I'll hopefully have a new Women of Steel out um, tomorrow, I think, where we don't play now, the women, till mm. I think the start of March. Because um, yeah. okay. they're obviously supposed to be playing on Sunday, uh, but Sky moved the men's game to the exact same time. So the game that was supposed to be on Sunday is now being played in mid-March instead. So um, big old break for the women's team. It looks like most of them have gone on holiday, I think. So at least they're taking advantage of the break, I yeah. suppose. Um, but yeah, new Women of Steel will be out tomorrow. So that's womenofsteel.substack.com if you don't subscribe to that already. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll wrap up there, mate. I don't know how we managed an hour there. I, I, 
Unbelievable. Yeah, well, I guess it's a win, isn't it? you got to talk about a win, even if you didn't see it. Might be the last one. Might be the last one. Actually, I read off uh, Chad, I think one of the first things he said was, well, that's the last win of the season. I was like, come <laughs> on, mate. <laughs> Bring on Sunday. It was an entertaining game against Brighton. Yeah. Could have scored a lot of goals. I do think it'll be an entertaining match. I can't see it being like a, a this is famous last words, but <laughs> I do think there'll be chances because they give up chances and we can't defend. So. Yeah, so... Yeah, a, a high variance game. It could could go your way, could go mine. Let's, uh, let's see what <laughs> happens. Um, right, mate. Thanks very much for your time. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll uh, I'm sure I'll see you on Sunday at some point. Yeah. See you later, mate. Thanks a lot.